Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Bird. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 10th, 2020. What's going on? How are you? Oh, Jesus. Get in the pool, man. Jump in the water somewhere. The summer's almost gone. How the fuck is it already August 10th? So fucking crazy. We've all been on summer vacation other than stressing out since like March. I can't believe this fucking year is flying by. It is flying by. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, professional sports are back with a vengeance. This is the first day that I can remember. It's Sunday, by the way, Sunday afternoon. Um, My lovely daughter's taking a nap right now. My uh, wonderful son. I sound like I'm on the uh, Wheel of Fortune because you always have to describe your family members or your wife with adjectives. They like that. Where you got to be like, uh, who's here with you? I got my uh, smoking hot wife, uh, Gabriella. I got uh, my uh, drinking buddy, Sammy, out there. I got man-titted Freddie. You know, you got to do that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Wheel of Fortune here. My beautiful daughter. <laughs> is sleeping and my wonderful son is also sleeping so i can sneak out here and uh and 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 knock out a podcast here for y'all um anyway jesus christ we're only halfway through the day it is 12 39 pacific coast time here on a sunday and there's all kinds of hockey left to be played how about oh i don't want to say it i don't want to jinx them but i gotta say how about those fucking toronto maple leafs they blow a 3 nothing fucking lead. I watched that game. I watched them slowly. Just, just do what they do to their fucking fans all the time. Ah, what do you think? We're going to win this game? Now it's time to take out the fucking... Take out the fucking Iron Maiden. Slowly close it on our goddamn fan base. Whatever the hell it is they did. And I just sat there absolutely disgusted. Watching them blow that fucking lead. And then the very next game, right? I've turned it on a little bit late. Uh, old Tortorelli's got the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets. He's doing a hell of a job over there. I'm loving the new sometimes happy uh, 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 Tortorelli. Is that how you say his fucking name? I like that guy. He's an angry fucking lunatic. I relate, and he's trying not to be. Um, it reminds me Dick Vermeil when he had the Eagles in 1980 against uh, the Raiders. He, he over-prepared him. He burned him out before the Super Bowl, but the man learned. And he came back in 1999 after leaving NFL coaching for a while. The man came back. He cried after every game. He made it okay as a man to get a little choked up. And he, 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 had his, he didn't have the foot all the way down the whole year. And God damn it, they won. They won on the last play against the Tennessee Titans. And, um, and the late, great Steve McNair. So I think that that's, uh, let me make sure I'm saying his name right here. Columbus, Tortorella, sorry, sorry, my, my apologies as a German Irishman, apology to all Italian Americans, Tortorella, I'm loving what he's doing out there, okay, so Tortorella's got his team comes in, then they go up, Columbus Blue Jackets go up three to nothing the very next game, and I was just like, it was five minutes left, and old Freckles, old Freckles stay there to the end, what does he do? He shuts off the fucking TV, disgusted, goes downstairs, you know, happy for Columbus, but disgusted that, you know, I just, you know, I like, I like the Maple Leafs, right? So I go downstairs, I have dinner, okay, I eat fast, 
I come back 10, 15 fucking minutes later, whatever the hell it was, 20 minutes later, still have the NHL channel on, and I'm sitting there. I watched for three minutes before I realized this wasn't the the wrap-up of the game and saying, what do they need to do? As my buddy says, uh, Toronto's too top-heavy. They, got, they, they have all these goal scorers. They lose a lot of games six to five. They don't have any money to get a fucking defenseman. He's also saying the Bruins aren't going to be able to afford Tory Krug. And I said, is he going to end up in Toronto? And he said they can't afford him. I don't know. So anyway, I'm sitting there thinking that this is going to be the end and, and, and there's going to be another fucking head coach in Toronto selling his fucking house or putting his condo up on, on the market, whatever the hell it is. And they're talking intermission. I was sitting there for three, four minutes, and then I finally looked down, and it was three to three. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? Well, evidently, they pulled the goalie and scored three goals. Three unanswered goals they scored. And I got to think that the great Patrick Waugh was sitting somewhere going, was I, did I fucking call it? Did I call it? You should have taken him out with nine minutes left. You would have won fucking six to three. Um, anyway, so my beloved Boston Bruins uh, lost again today. We went 0-3. We lost to the number one seed. Look out there in Philly. We lost to the number one seeded Flyers. They weren't the number one seed when we lost to them. They were just the fucking Flyers. Now they're the number one seed in the East. We lost to them. Then we lost to Tampa. And now we lost to, um, who the fuck did we lose to? We lost to uh, Washington, the Capitals, who just, they just fucking own us. They, I can't remember the last time we beat that team. I love that dude fucking Wilson, by the way. A lot of people think he's dirty. I don't think he's dirty. I think he's a complete player. All right? I think he's a complete player, and the people that criticize him are a little too sensitive. All right? I love Milan Lucic. I loved him with the Bruins. And I, but am I going to sit there and act like he didn't stab a few guys in the balls with his stick? He, the man did it. Okay. Was he a dirty player? No. Was he a clean player? He's well-rounded. <laughs> this is what you have to understand. If you take your stick and you fucking stab somebody in the fucking taint with it, as much as people are going to say you shouldn't do that shit, people out there are like, you know, this motherfucker stabs people in the taint. That's going to give you some space on the ice. It's going to give your top players space on the ice, and this is what that man is supposed to be doing. I'm loving Lucic having a, having a fun time. He looks like he's having the best time ever out there in Calgary. Calgary won. The hated Habs. The Blue Blanc, a douche. Um, Canadians, look out for them. A 12 seed. Fucking beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, the dirty birds out there in fucking Western Pennsylvania. Hey, we can cross check you into the boards, but don't do it to us. But if you do it wearing our uniform, we'll put you in the ring of honor. Pittsburgh Penguins lose to the Montreal Canadiens. And and, and speaking of Patrick Waugh, we have to talk about the curse of Lord Patrick. Okay, when those silly sock wearing Pocket square having racist French fans fucking booed that guy out of that. The greatest goaltender since fucking Ken Dryden. They booed that guy out of the fucking city. He goes to Colorado. Colorado wasn't a fucking hockey city. Denver, Colorado. 
They like the Broncos, IPA, and growing weed. That's what they did out there. You know, and listening to John Denver. Rocky Mountain. Ah, Colorado. Do you think, now, is John Denver, was he from Colorado? Or did he just write that last song because his stage name was Denver? Or was it his real name? We got to look up. We got to look up. We got to look up John Denver, okay? If I'm going to say Tortorella correctly. John Denver. Um, all right. No, he was Henry John Duchendorf. Oh, yeah, he had to change that. Keep it going for Henry Duchendorf. <laughs> Um, known professionally as John Denver was an American singer, songwriter, record. Da, 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 da. Let's see where, 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 oh, where did he fucking go? He was from Roswell, New Mexico. Well, being from the East Coast, that's close enough. Okay, he jumps on what is it? The, the twenty-five? Is that what it is? Do you take it north? Thirty-five. I know runs through right through fucking Waco, Texas, all the way up to Minnesota, if I remember correctly. From my road dog and days. Uh huh. Um. Oh, he was from Ross, grew up in Roswell, New Mexico. All right. Okay. Changed it to Denver and then wrote Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. I mean, this, that's right there is called building your brand. Rest in peace, John Denver. Way to go. All right. Now, what else? What other surprises were there in the NHL? The Chicago Blackhawks, winners of three Stanley Cup championships over the last decade. Everyone thought they got a little too old. What the fuck happened? And what happens? They came out and they beat one of my favorite teams in the West, the loaded Edmonton Oilers. I was really looking forward to watching them throughout the playoffs. They were sort of my team in the West. I still love the Blackhawks. I love Chicago. I, I you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really a fucking, you know, an equal opportunity fan here. I'm enjoying fucking uh, Phil Kessel. Down in fucking Arizona. I'd like to see them do something. I don't give a fuck. All right? This is my only thing. I don't even hate the Flyers. I mean, I don't know. Philly fans, I'm kind of on the fence with. You know, I respect their passion, but I feel like they've become a parody of themselves with the bad behavior, which reminded me of like Bobby Knight, the great Bobby Knight towards the end of his career. I felt like he was throwing chairs because he, people were like, I came here to see you throw a chair. You know, and I feel like Philly fans, they're like, all right, nobody's done anything in a while. All right, I'll stick my fingers down my throat and puke on a kid. I kept it going. ESPN's talking about us again. I got the Santa Claus story going again. I just don't know if I buy it anymore. I'm not saying that they're not lunatics, they're not animals, that they won't do that shit. I'm kind of questioning the motivation now. I feel like uh, their fan behavior was where, like, hair metal ended up in the early 90s. Where it's like, well, what are we doing now? I've, I've mimed in this video. I've mimed uh, licking a pussy. I've licked my guitar. I've pelvic pumped. Uh, I'm wearing more makeup than fucking nine drag queens. Where do I go from here? I, I really feel like Philly fans have painted themselves into a corner where they're going to uh, they're gonna have to start attacking each other. <laughs> Having said that, it is exciting to see the Flyers be the number one seed, and actually think, what if the Flyers won the Cup? How fucking crazy that city would go. That, that would be awesome to see. Um, that's it. The only team I really root against is just the Canadians, just because, like, I'm supposed to. But even them, they've been, like, such a non-factor 
for so goddamn long with the curse of Patrick Waugh. 27 years strong. Um, they got to get that monkey off their back, so we should see what happens. And the reason why I like to root for Toronto is because I know Canadian fans hate the Maple Leafs. Still, I don't know why, but they used to be like the Celtics and Lakers going back and forth with uh, winning championships, Stanley Cups. And as mentioned before, the, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs have not won since uh, Joe Namath was playing for the Jets. They've won since 1967. So the amazing thing is, I, is that I, they are still the closest team to the Montreal Canadiens as far as like Stanley Cup victories. Uh, let's look that up. Most, come on, come on. You could do it. Most Stanley Cup victories. Victory, victory, victories. All right, the Canadians have 24. Um, you know, they count those ones where they beat the, the fucking, the, uh, I don't know, the Montreal Maroons, but why not? Why the fuck not? Right. The Celtics count all of theirs. So I can't, can't bitch too much about that. God bless them. God bless them in their 24 fucking Stanley cups. Uh, yes, the Maple Leafs stopped at lucky 13. So if they were to win one, they would be number They'd still be number two, 14. They'd, be, they'd only be 10 behind, which, you know, back in a six-team league, I don't even think was still in striking distance. It's, uh, you know, no one's ever going to catch them. Not in my lifetime. There's no fucking way. I mean, if Montreal keeps doing what they do, and then you got you to gotta have Toronto is somehow going to win fucking 11 cups, and I'm 52 years old I, I, in a 30-team league, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to accept that. I'm going to accept the fact that I'm going to be on my deathbed and the Montreal Canadiens will still have the most. But you never know. You never know. I always have to think positive. All right. Who's number three? Oh, you know who it is. It's the Detroit Red Wings with 11. And then surprisingly, at number four, there's a two-way tie with the Boston Bruins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Edmonton's got five. Pittsburgh has five. The Islanders won four in a row early. They peaked. Quarterback of the team, banging the head cheerleader. Graduated, didn't go to college, got fat, kept wearing your fucking varsity jacket. You can't button it anymore. What is going on with the Islanders? New York Rangers have four. New Jersey Devils have three. There's a lot of big names here. I mean, look at this shit. The Montreal Canadiens, the the Maple Leafs, and the Red Wings have won 48. They've almost won half. Has there been 100 Stanley Cups at this point? I don't fucking know. There's a bunch of people with two and all of that shit. Um, expand the statistic. Um, well, I guess having six Stanley Cups is a pretty big deal. Um, it's kind of funny, though, when you look at this. One, two, three, four, five. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five. Fucking Rangers blow it. I was going to say, top, the top five... Um, teams with the most Stanley Cups are all original six teams. And um, you have to respect the Red Wings, the Maple Leafs, and the Canadians, but the Bruins and the Blackhawks with only six, and then the Rangers. I mean, Jesus Christ. The Rangers with fucking four. Um, You only had to beat five other teams, and all they could get was fucking four. Granted, the Canadians and Maple Leafs were taking most of them, but still. Um, I do think it's incredible that... uh, 
Let me ask a question for you. At what point does it become a curse? Okay, because the fucking New York Rangers, I remember my whole life growing up, they were chanting 1940 throughout the 80s. And it, they were, they only, that was only, you know, 40 something years. And then they ended the curse in 94. So that was 54 years it took them to win a cup. And they were like, the curse is over. I can die now. The fucking Maple Leafs are not considered cursed for whatever reason. And they have a healthy, 53 years. I mean, next year. They got to win it next year. Or else um, their drought is longer than the fucking Rangers. See, this is the deal. As much of a cunt as a Montreal Canadian fan can be, they, they still, they're too nice up there, at least to white people. And they don't chant the year. Uh, that's an East Coast thing. I think that started with Islander fans. Probably because that they won four in a row. And I bet Ranger fans probably shit on them that New York Rangers were the only fucking game in town. And then all of a sudden they came out of nowhere and they won four fucking in a row. Caught up to the fucking uh, and passed the Rangers. Isn't that something? The Rangers only won three when there was six teams. Fucking doormats. But they also had a problem too because no one respected the game here. Um, I said here like I still live in New York. The game in New York and I know that they had... Uh, or at least in the United States, it wasn't respected. And that the Rangers had issues with the fucking circus would come to town. I remember reading this. It'd come to MSG during the fucking playoffs. So they would have to, a lot of times, go play in like Maple Leaf Gardens or something. They'd have to play a home game on the road. So, um, yeah, so I can't, I can't jump on them. Listen, I'm not here to shit on fucking people, all right? I'm here to be excited that there's... Uh, that there's, there's playoff hockey coming. And I'm already used to not having crowds there. All right? I don't need people banging on the glass every time it goes into the fucking corner. I've never understood people doing that shit. Um, you know, when you go to the zoo, is that what you do? You fucking bang on the thing to get the lion going? I mean, you know, you know the thing could fucking kill you. Have a little respect for the people playing on the ice. Right? I'll tell you, in a perfect world, that would just be a fucking screen. Like on somebody's back door. And when you did it, Lucic would go in there and he'd fucking... Give you a little fucking wake-up call. By the way, Lucic had a, had a fight the other night. Uh, I'm still always going to love that guy. He was fighting some guy in Winnipeg. That's who Calgary beat. And uh, another one of my favorite teams. I love Winnipeg. And, um, you know, he, the, the other guy was giving away like 20, 25 pounds to Lucic. And he was beyond a gentleman. You know, he ragdolled him a little bit, gave him a couple of fucking hits. And when the, when the guy went down to the ice, he didn't do anything. And I believe what I heard when the guy got up, he said thank you to him. <laughs> it's a class act. You know, um, it's a classy fucking move. It's the kind of thing that gets kicked. You kicked out of the ring of honor in, in uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins franchise. Sorry. Um, whatever. Let's, I'm just trying to stir it up here. I'm trying to get excited about quarantine Stanley Cup playoffs in fucking August. We got a round robin. All right. Uh, did anybody watch the MotoGP? Have I converted you to motorcycle racing? Um, congratulations to Brad Binder. I hope I said his name. It's not Binder, is it? Brad Binder, Brad Binder. I don't know. I, and, and KTM um, getting the big wing in, win in the uh, Czech Republic. Uh, Franco Morbidelli came in second. Johan Zarco, Johan Zarco, whatever the fuck you say, came in third. Was a great race. 
I did think it was funny. It was just like, a new star is born with Brad Binder. It's like, easy, easy. Mark Marquez isn't out there. All right, Mark Marquez isn't out. This is like when Jordan was playing baseball. Let's fucking relax here. Fabio Quattararo, unfortunately, his Yamaha had uh, grip problems all weekend on the, uh, with the rear wheel. So that just sucked. You know what I mean? You didn't get to see the guy playing at his uh, plane, riding at his top fucking level. So, um, but it was a great race nonetheless. Definitely missing uh, Mark Marquez coming out, you know, being out there on the track. I mean, let me see here. When's he going to be? Mark Marquez scheduled return. What do we got here? When's he coming back? Mark is recovering from successful surgery and remain in the hospital for up to 48 hours. I already saw that. Mark is cleared to return from the fracture July 23rd. We already know what happened there. Despite his injury clearance, Mark won't race. Injured Mark Martin evaluating five days ago. Mark Marquez out of Czech Republic. So he's sort of race to race. After a heroic return just four days after surgery, Mark Marquez will miss the... How do you... B-R-N-O. I mean, that's some East European thing. No vowel. Berno race with... Uh, Stefan Brady Brattle joining the team. I'm going to stop butchering people's names. All right, so I guess he's, he's race to race here. So that's a big deal. Fabio Quattraro and that, that, that rear tire um, fucking him over on this race could come back. Could op- op- That's how good Mark Marquez is. He could actually come back and at least make it exciting towards the end. Uh, and I'm betting, you know, provided... The Yamaha team figures out what the fuck was wrong with his bike, and he continues to be able to ride something that's up to his level of talent. Ah! All right. And with that, I got to tell you, man, uh, I've been playing fucking drums and shit, and uh, this new thing where I, I fucking stretch for like 15, 20 minutes before I play, I totally fucking relax. I have my little warm-ups that I do. I sit down, I have fun, and then I try to do that that 16th no triplet thing that I've been trying to figure out has changed my fucking life as far as my practice, I should say. And um, just knowing, just going in and just not having like, yesterday I played it at this, now I need to play it at least at that, if not faster. Just letting go of all of that and just being like, yeah, how do I feel today? Yeah, it's not really feeling it right now. I just play a couple of songs and I come back to it. And really just starting slow and working my way up. Something I have heard for fucking 20 goddamn years. Something Dave Elitch has been telling me forever. I'm finally applying it. You know? And, and like, I don't know. Like, all of a sudden now, uh, the other night, like two nights in a row, back to back, I'm cruising at 80 BPMs and I'm playing it at 85 pretty comfortably and actually went up to 90 the other day. The, the song's at 95. I'm literally in striking distance. And at 90, I, I could play the lick uh, three times in a row like he does at the beginning of the song. Um, and then just for the fuck of it, I go, let me try to play along the song just to see where I am with the rest of the song. It was still a little bit too fast for me, but it didn't feel like mind-blowingly fast. So today I'm going to play... And I'm going to start at 60 BPMs, get myself up to 80. And then for 80, just fucking play it 
the song for like five, ten minutes, whatever, ten minutes is a long time, but like five minutes, and just have fun, and then bump it up to 82, 83, and then end at 85, and just get it to the point where 85 is as comfortable as 80, before I even think about 86, forget about 90. And um, I just think the way I'm scatterbrained, ADD, fucking moron, I literally went through like, you know, like uh, <laughs> the history of w- w- what my brain is like, how they used to describe it. When I was a kid, it was, you're a moron. And then it became, he's a little, you know, he's a little scatterbrained. And then it became ADD. They just keep whittling it down of, uh, you know, we, we know the deal. So I just have to understand that I am a scatterbrained lunatic. So um, I just try to... Uh, acknowledge that I try not to fight it and I just try to just be aware that this is what I do and this gets in my way so make an effort to that when you are practicing to be as focused as long as you can and when that fucking shit starts coming up I want to do this I want to do this just go play a couple of songs and then come back to what you were working on have like your scatterbrain shit while you're playing songs and fucking around. But when you're working on the thing, you know, be it for a minute or fucking 10 quality minutes, just make sure you're just hyper-focused on doing your thing. So, um, I don't know. I'm beyond excited about that. And now I'm applying what I'm learning with this thing to everything else that I want to practice. But I have to also be trying not to now also be, oh, this is working good times, bad times. Let me try this with fucking that, that, that Vinnie Paul thing and the Alex Van Halen thing and 50,000 other fucking things. Um, I don't want to do that either. So uh, I got to make sure I just work on this thing. If I can get anything out of COVID, if I can learn this skill that will bring, will put absolutely no food on the fucking table. Um, anyway, let me see if I got the reads here for the week. For the week. So uh, my prediction Okay, because Toronto and the Blue Jackets have not played yet. I have no, you know what? Ah, oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Toronto. But I will tell you, nobody can be dumb enough with what they've done to their fan base to ever put money on that fucking team. Um. It's almost like nobody wants to win that fucking series. Sorry, I'm typing on my fucking password. I'm trying to look at my goddamn email here. And what do they do? I'm just verifying that it's you. Oh, yeah? Somebody trying to break into my account to steal my junk mail? Okay. Okay. I don't want... Okay. Protect your account. Confirm. All right. Beautiful. I don't want to give you my phone number. I love their idea that... I should give you my phone number like this is some sort of safe fucking thing to do where you're obviously concerned that somebody's breaking into my fucking account by giving my phone number. Then, you know, then what the fuck am I supposed to do? All right, here we go. I got some uh, I got some reads here. Um, well, here are the reads. Do I have any advertising? Oh, Jesus Christ. I swear to God, I'm gonna have to start walking the block. I got no stand-up gigs. The fucking 
the goddamn, I don't have any fucking advertising. It was just, well, what? Nobody's making any money and nobody can buy anything. Oh, there they go. There they are. I got some reads. They just came in. Hot off the press. Mmm, smell the ink. I got one read. One read or another. I'm going to read it. And buy some government cheese. <clears throat> Policy genius, everybody. Policy Genius saves their home and auto customers an average of $1,127 a year. Now, that sounds like an honest number, right? If they said $1,100, bucks, you could be like, all right, they might be fudging it. But no, this is how accurate they are at Policy Genius. $1,127 a year by shopping top-rated insurers in one place. Do you realize if you lived to be 1,127 years old, you would have outlived Jim Morrison by 1,100 years? If you think that's fascinating, listen to the rest of this. If you're thinking $1,127 is a weirdly specific amount, you're right. But they crunch the numbers, and that's just what it is. In fact, crunching numbers is one of the things Policy Genius does best. Look at that. They were addressing how accurate that number was. And I fucking, like a comedian, I fucking, I, I, I tried to top their story before they could even tell it. My apologies to everybody at Policy Genius. Um, it's a bit of an arrogant name, okay? I can't tell you that, all right? Uh, I don't call myself Billy Know-It-All Burr. I mean, I think things like that. I would never say it because I have a need to be liked. All right. Their insurance marketplace makes it easy, easy, easy to, uh, to compare rates from the top home and auto insurance companies to find you the best price. Here's how it works. All you got to do is head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your proper tie. After that, Policy Genius does all the work. Put your feet up. Enjoy a cigar. They'll compare your existing policy against the others in the market to make sure you're getting the right coverage at the best possible price. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll get you switched for free. That's kind of, that's, that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do this especially now. So if you're a homeowner, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. They saved their home and auto insurance customers an average of what? $1,127 a year. All right. Who knows what weirdly specific amount they could save you? And you'll never know unless you go to policygenius.com. All right. Is there, is there a way for them to fucking understand that I sent them there? Okay, I don't want to get all David Foster here, but I thought my name was supposed to be in the copy. Um, I had a bad run-in with wildlife I got to talk to you about. Um, I came out to my garage, and I opened the door, and there was a little gecko sitting in there, right? Speaking of insurance, right? Little fucking lizard, whatever you call these things. And I'm looking at this thing, and it's just fucking laying there. I'm like, all right, I know the deal. It's sitting there right now going, all right, if I t- stay st- totally still. Maybe this giant thing won't eat me. So I nonchalantly lay down a bunch of things so this thing can't scurry further into my garage. And um, I've made a lot of dumb moves in my life, but like underestimating the scurrying ability of a little lizard is, uh, is right at the top of the list because I thought I had this fucker boxed in. The second I reached down to grab it by its tail and just sort of take it outside... Uh, this motherfucker just like started scurrying, right? 
and I was going, you motherfucker. I was trying to catch it. And then I finally cornered the thing and I was trying to be fucking nice. And, but it wouldn't let me, you know, I was trying to ease it out the door. So I finally had to take off my rubber flip flop and I flipped him out the door pretty fast. And then he just fucking laid there. And I was like, oh shit, did I hurt him? And one of his arms was kind of like underneath his body. And, uh, so I went up and I touched him and he barely moved. And then I was just like, oh, oh, this thing's dying. That's why it came in to my garage, I think, because it just wanted to die. Because it wasn't cut from the flip, because I flipped him out before with my fucking flip flop. And uh, at least I hope it wasn't that. But he already wasn't moving because I thought he was like asleep because I touched him and he didn't fucking move. I think he's like trying to die with dignity and I fucked it up. So anyway, I did what I did in here. I came out and he was still lying there. I'm like, ah, fuck. Now he's going to lay here and get eaten by a fucking snake. You know, I'm not supposed to interfere with nature. I kind of just did or whatever. So anyway, so I, I went into the house and I came back. And the motherfucker was back inside my garage again. And you know what? I just said, all right, dude, you can die in here. I get it. All right? He's just looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And I'm like, okay, you win. I don't want, uh, you know, who wants to get fucking eaten alive? You know? So there you go. I'm sure I'll get some shit from the fucking, the lizard left. Um, anyway, uh, plowing ahead here. Uh, let's do some of the, uh, some of the reads here. Um, yeah, I really fucking, when it comes to animals, I mean, other than like a fucking mosquito, I can kill mosquitoes, but I got like real, I got fucking issues. And for half a second, I, I wouldn't be able to kill a chicken because uh, I heard that they could count to 10, but then all these chicken farmers are like, uh, they kill each other, man. That whole pecking order, they will peck a chicken to death. I mean, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have a fucking, you know, because all I'm going to do is just come over and chop its fucking head off quickly. I'm not going to, would you rather be pecked to death or just have yourself stuck in a guillotine and have the fucking knife come slamming down on you? You know, um, I would choose the guillotine. I'm not saying I wouldn't be laying there like, ah, why are you doing it? Don't do it. I, I would definitely be begging for my life. But I would rather do that than somebody just flicking me in the ear until I fucking died. Um, anyway, I watched a lot of shit on fucking animals. I was watching coyotes. I just can't stop watching this shit. You know? These life and death struggles that they fucking have out there. Um... I can't, I was watching fucking coyotes. Uh, it's weird. I can watch it kill a cat, but I can't, I hate watching them kill dogs. Um, I watched a, a leopard though. A leopard somehow got a domestic dog and had the fucking thing up the tree, but didn't know how to finish it off. And then somehow the dog got free and fucking ran away. Um, I'm like, wasn't that thing like biting into your neck? I mean, you fucking had a hell of a weekend there, buddy. Um, but I don't understand people that leave their domesticated animals outside at night. I just don't understand. I mean, even during the day, I don't know where you guys live, but out here we got these fucking, we have hawks and shit out here. And they, did I tell this story? I was on Crenshaw Boulevard one time before the fucking pandemic. 
bumper-to-bumper traffic. And uh, all of a sudden, the people in front of me were like on, uh, like it was two lanes, right? And they were both like opening, like going over the double line. And the other one was going more towards the curb. There was obviously something laying in the road. And as I drove by, I, you know, when I came up to what it was, there was a falcon just standing on top of a pigeon waiting for it to die. And the pigeon was flapping its fucking wings and shit. And I was like, but I had to keep going, you know, L.A. traffic. I don't want somebody to shoot me, right? So I was just like, what the f- did I just see what I just saw? And then I just saw this fucking pigeon, like, fly right by the... I think it was... I think the the the, uh, the hawk got freaked out by um, by the cars and shit and just sort of let the fucking thing go. Um, I can't imagine that, man. Those fucking birds of prey. I mean, that's like Freddy Krueger times two, right? Those talons coming at you. Um I watched all of those bird videos. Um, I watched this giant skinny fucking bird try to steal an eagle's meal because the eagle was in a cage. And he stuck his fucking long skinny head in through the bars and stole some of his fucking food. And the look on the goddamn, well, the eagles always had the same look on their face. They never look happy, right? So it finishes... uh, by the way, why do birds of prey have those angry eyes? And why do fucking, like, uh, the meaner the snake is, the more it has those mean eyes. And they've really used that on a lot of automotive design, like with fast cars and shit. They try to have, like, those fucking venomous snake or bird of prey eyes. It's really weird, you know? And then you look at shit that gets eaten, right? Look at deers, their big brown eyes. Like, hey, man, I'm just trying to chill over here, man. Um, but anyway, uh, so, it, so this fucking bird sticks its skinny goddamn head through the bars, takes some of the fucking eagle's food. The eagle's looking at the thing like, I'd like to see you try that again. And the big fucking dope does it again. And the bird, the fucking eagle just grabs him by his face, just grabbed him by his beak and held on to it. And the fucking, the, the, the skinny bird's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> fucking let him go that was the end of that but it just struck me as funny where that fucking skinny ass bird is like you would never fuck with an eagle and now it's behind bars and i was trying to think if i went to jail and there was some guy in there that could beat the fuck out of me i wouldn't try to steal his, his shit from the fucking cafeteria commissary whatever the fuck they say um I wanted him to kill him. I wanted him to pull him in by his beak and then grab him by his fucking throat. I don't know. I got to get back on the road, dude. I'm, I'm literally, I, I, it's so fucking funny because I, I quit porn. I don't watch porn anymore. I haven't watched it in like fucking three months, but, and then something has to fill the void. So now I'm just watching animals kill each other. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Good thing I quit watching porn. I think I was on my way to snuff films. Oh, Jesus, Bill. All right, let's do some reads here for the week. What do we got here? What do we got here, dude? Uh, I don't even know how to say this. Napoleon? Napoleon. Not Napoleon. Napoleon. N-A-P-O-E-O-N. November. Alpha. Papa. Oscar. Echo. Oscar. November. Napoleon. Napoleon. 
Uh, hey, Billy Big Bullocks, uh, thought I'd share a couple of Napoleon facts. Oh, this is a, this is a, uh, I thought this was an advertising read. So it's supposed to say Napoleon. It just says N-A-P-O-E-O-N. Um, all right. That isn't on him. I think I, I, I rushed the great Andrew Themelis this week because I was recording so early. I cut him off guard. So he sent me these things over. Okay. Napoleon. Hey, Billy Big Bullocks, uh, Billy Freckled Bullocks, correction. Thought I'd share a couple of Napoleon facts, a little smiley face. One, did you know that Napoleon was the average height for a European those days? No, I didn't. That's fucking great to know. So he wasn't really short, so it had nothing to do with any of that. So evidently everybody else got taller than over the years, thought that he was a shorter guy. Seven wars were declared on Napoleon. Not so much a warmonger. Yeah, but you got to think if seven people declare war on you, at some point it's like, what am I doing? Right? Anyway, a large chunk of current slash existing European laws were created during Napoleon's administration. Four, it was, um, it was East, it, it really was East India Company versus Napoleon. The company had a standing army of 200,000, twice of the British army. This is all vague shit, dude. I don't know what any of this is. Also, it was in Boston that East India Company tea was dumped into the sea that sparked another conflict. Well, it seems to me that you're, you're French on some level, or you like Napoleon, or you're a contrarian, because everybody said this little shit started a lot of stuff. Let me see. Napoleon... was average height. He was 5'6". Yeah, but George Washington was 6'2". Louis Sixteenth was 6'4". And Adolf Hitler was 5'9". George Washington was 6'2"? Get the fuck out of here. He was like a power forward back then. 6'2", 6'3", with the powdered wig. Huh? Any Fletch fans out there? Uh, people who ask, all right, uh, was Napoleon actually short? Um, in fact, he was probably of average height. According to pre-metric system, French measures, he was a diminutive 5'2", but the French inch pounce of the time was 2.7 uh, centimeters, while the imperial inch was 2.54. Oh, so he was actually taller. Napoleon's height revealed. But if Napoleon was of average height, the easy psychology doesn't work for him. Yeah, exactly. They made it nice and simple. He was this short fucker, right? Who came up with that, man? That's like, that's like some ex-girlfriend shit. You know, he's short. He's got a little dick. That's why he's a fucking cunt. You know, those basic, you know, here to here to here, you know. <laughs> this, then this equals that. Um, that's actually very interesting. I don't know anything about the East India Company. What is the East India Company? Let's look that up. East India Company. East India Company, also known as the Honorable East, the H-E-I-C. Um, what did they do? Uh, it was formed... Does it still exist? Yes, it does. Founded in 1600. Oh, defunct, 1874. My fault. I read that wrong. 
Wow, what a run, huh? 274 years. Crushing it. What ended it? Is that when the British took over their fucking country? Is that what happened? English Education Act. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. England's like the the original Andy Cohen's of the world. You know, you know that guy gets all those real housewives all stirred up. It's like England did that before Andy Cohen, except they did it with countries and races of people. <laughs> all Andy Cohen's doing is just getting a couple of fucking housewives. To, you know, he gets their blood up a little bit. That's my favorite fucking thing to watch. When he, now, Karen, when... I can't say Karen anymore because that actually means something else. Susan, when uh, when Lacey called you a cunt in episode two, you seem to really not like that. Like, you can call me a bitch. You can call me a whore. I don't care. I heard all those words growing up. But when you call me a cunt. And he just sits there going, go ahead. Go ahead. Take up more time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's get it going. I mean, can you imagine? I mean. I think Andy Cohen could bring boxing back the way that guy knows how to fucking, you know, stir shit up out there. I'm telling you, the man has skills. I'm a fan. All right. Um, Plowing ahead. Well, I'll have to look that up. I love the fact. I'm going to just start saying that even though I don't even know if it's a fact. He has a Napoleon complex. Actually, Napoleon, they've now found out was average height. So you need a new reference just to fucking piss somebody off. I mean, that's really, that's probably 80% of my joy in the world. I can't say that because I got kids now, but you know what I mean. The me outside of my family, 80% of my joy comes from moments like that. Just being a fucking douche. I, I don't know why. All right. Canceling landlords. Dear Bill, my girlfriend recently got active in politics. Uh... Occasionally, she says stuff that makes no sense because it's secondhand information from memes. (laughs) Well, yeah, if that's what you're using for your fountain of information. Uh, But who am I to judge? I just Google shit and I read the first article like most people. Uh, Once I had to explain to her how Congress worked because she insisted bills don't go to Capitol Hill. Oh, boy. I even sang her the song. She admitted to being wrong. Well, that's a big thing for an adult to do. And we agreed that for argument's sake, we, parentheses she, won't quote shitty internet facts. Oh, man, this, this, this relationship, somebody's going to have to give here. Either you're going to have to give into her tinfoil fucking hat, reactionary fucking, like I said, Google it, read the first article, research done. Or she's going to have to come your way. Um, And it's going to be torture for both of you. Um, All right. Cut to this week. She's saying that we need to cancel landlords. I had to try and gather myself to explain to her that her father was a landlord. (laughs) He has a business and owns the building, but rents out office space on the other side. She said, quote, that's different. Oh, boy. She started spouting off all these bullshit facts that I trace back to a Teen Vogue article. Oh, wow, dude. You are a cunt. So you write this shit down and then look it up. And oh, I God bless you, sir. You have both of your balls firmly 
within your grasp in this relationship that you're going to fucking take her to the, you're going to take her down to the mat like this. All right. I'm 26 and she's 24. I just don't understand how you can rationalize that renting out residential or commercial space is like slavery. Also, aren't cities with stupidly high rent prices mostly blue? Um, well, let's go through them. Certainly everything out here in L.A. is uh, L.A. is a weird city, man. It's it's red and blue. People don't realize that because they all they do is pay attention to Hollywood. But it gets deep red pretty fucking quick and it gets deep blue pretty fucking quick. And obviously, if you're near the Hollywood sign and I don't I don't even know about that. Um, it's just that anybody who is red in Hollywood knows enough to keep their fucking mouth shut. Uh, anyways, we don't live together, so I'm probably going to break up with her in a few weeks. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to. I'm going to send her a meme about canceling girlfriends. Because <laughs> for me, that's an important cause. Go fuck yourself. Love you, Bill. You know what I loved about this guy is he had a problem. He faced it. He realized there was no solution, and now he's going to address it. This man is going to be successful in life. This is what it is. He saw a problem. He tried to bring the horse to water. The horse would not drink. He sent it to the glue factory, and he's moving on. That's how you do it. He didn't adopt it. He, he fucking put it down. I love it. I love that whole story, provided you know that was just your side of the story. Uh, yeah, why would you cancel landlords? You know what I mean? You guys are reminding me of the people that wanted to legalize weed. Remember that? Legalize weed, man. It's a source for paper. You can make jackets and you can make solar panels out of it, man. Now it's legal. What are they doing? They're just trying to figure out ways to get you more fucked up. Here's a way to be high, but you can actually hold a baby with this strand. This strand right here, you're just going to stare at the wall for fucking three days. It's like, where's the paper? Huh? Where are my green hemp fucking crocs? They know where to be found. People just want to get fucked up and not, have, not, you know, get high and not have anybody give them any shit, which I don't have a problem with. I really don't have a fucking problem with that. So, um, you know, what is amazing to me is, is people that take those fucking trips, the, 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 the hallucinating ones. And um, that just, that's the thing that just blows my fucking mind people take that and it's just like and when you come back it's just like you're gonna realize that this reality is just this reality that you fucking you know it's that we've just agreed upon but you're gonna be looking at the world in a whole new fucking way it's like dude i can't even fucking i can't even handle reality like uh, i've always been like fascinated with psychedelics but also fucking terrified just the whole thing like you need to take this but you got to make sure you're in a safe place um, I recently had a buddy of mine. I, this is his story and he's a comedian, so I can't tell it, but he had such a fucking hilarious reaction to this thing that was speaking to him while he was high or tripping. And it tried to criticize him and his, his reaction was like, well, who the fuck are you? You know? Which is just such the classic stand-up comedian, like mindset. Like, what? This guy's great. Why? (laughs) 
Not saying we're right, but that's just where the... Why the fuck am I listening to this guy? All right. A woman my height. All right. Is this a woman colon my height or a woman my height? All right. Dear Mr. Burr, saw you at the Bon Scott gig at the start of the pandemic. That's the last gig I did. That's the last time I did stand-up. And really understood how a world-class comic uh does it thanks for the laughs yeah i had i had fun thank god i had a good set anyway he goes i'm a 6'3 235 pound man oh there you go playoff stanley cup size right there that man will keep things settled down on the ice there and have dated or hooked up with women with heights ranging from 5'3 to 5'9 i've also hooked up with one woman with two one or two women who were 5'11 i've recently met an incredible seeming Incredible seeming woman on a dating app. We've spoken over the phone, uh, message a lot, and are getting along wonderfully. Okay, where could this go wrong? We're being hesitant on hanging out because of the pandemic, but might do a sort of social distance date if we both test negative. You know, my my wife, my smoking hot wife, was actually saying the other day, she said, is the COVID test the new AIDS test? Because back in the day when we were coming out, that was a big thing. Have you been tested? Um, All right. Judging by her photos and her social media accounts, she's plenty beautiful. The only thing is she's 6'2". I'm open to trying something different and even excited by the idea. Yeah, who the fuck would want a giant woman? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fucking great. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, But I'm worried that I might do or say something that is rude to her unique life experience. I'm also a bit nervous because all of my cool guy moves and swagger have been in some way shaped by the fact that I typically tower over girls. Sir, this is great. This is a great thing. She's going to get you outside your comfort zone before all you women start fucking chirping. Like you don't have a type either. Okay. Like you don't have your little safety fucking zone. Um, I think it'd be funny. If she's not wearing heels, you could call her shorty, uh, but just something she probably never had. She's going to be so psyched that you're 6'3". You know what I mean? That she finally is going to be, you know, I don't know. You guys are roughly the same. But can you imagine her back in the day dating like a guy five foot six and she wants to be held and feel safe? You know what I mean? And he's hanging on to her like a fucking one of those creepy toddlers that breastfeeds too long. <laughs> By the way, I got to look that up. I don't give a fuck at this point. Um, that's going to be my excuse when the feds come in. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about your search engine. Hey, do a podcast with no guests. What the fuck am I supposed to do here? At what age is it creepy to still breastfeed? Oh, man, they got to do this on uh, Steve Harvey's show there, The Family Feud. The Mayo Clinic website states that children are weaned off on an average between ages two and four. <laughs> What the fuck? You, you Listen, nobody remembers ha- what happens to them when they're three. You can't remember. You do not need to remember hanging on your mom's boob. You don't want to do that. And in some culture, extended breastfeeding continues 
for a couple of years past that. While the American Academy of Family Physicians recommends breastfeeding past infancy and gradually weaning off at no precise age. All right, here's a great article. Breastfeeding a three and a half year old isn't creepy. It's hilarious. Uh, I was on the couch feeding my newborn second child when her oldest sibling snuggled up close and asked, Mama, can I have some too? She's almost four. Uh, I don't want to read this. Uh, oh, my God. Gross. I'm just reading the dialogue. She can't say milk. She can only say Mao. Can I have some Mao? And she goes, Mao is for babies. The kid said, please, just a teeny sip. She said, no. Hey, no means no, you little shit. Get away from her tits. She burst into tears. Dismayed, we were back here again after a long, arduous weaning process. She didn't self-wean as I expected. And in around a year, uh, 15 months, 18 months or two, I thought, oh, she didn't wean as I expected. Around a year, 15 months, 18 months or two. I thought of my own mother's claim that I self-weaned at eight months in our conversation surrounding my extended breastfeeding. Going to let her breastfeed till she goes to college, she chided. I said her frozen baggies of milk are in a care pack. I don't want to read this. I don't want to read this. You know what? I don't feel comfortable reading this. I, I, I apologize for looking that up and putting that shit in your fucking... Oh, my God. All right. Anyways, yeah, she's going to get you outside your comfort zone. Uh, All right, this is a strange new world for me, to be frank. Um, I did some research on my particular situation to no avail. I did, however, read that sex and basically everyday interactions are better with a partner closer to one's height. Any thoughts, opinions, insights, or advice would be great. Yeah, you know what I say, buddy? Dive in. Dive in and have fun. She seems wonderful, you know. The fact that you guys, you know, meeting someone during a pandemic, you actually have to take the time to kind of get to know them a little bit, right? So you don't rush into anything. Um, and you don't hang around for the convenience of someone to, to, so you're not lonely or the sex or whatever. So I think this is a good thing. I think you should definitely do it. And, um, you know, that'd be fucking hilarious, though, if she... Uh, I don't want to get involved in it because you might fall in love with this girl, but there's certain positions that you'll then have to fucking figure out because she's, you know, not super short, you know, much shorter than you. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll have to stand on something if she's in a certain position wearing high heels. <laughs> fucking like six, seven. You know what's great, though, is no one's going to fuck with your kids. All right, best wishes to you and your growing family. Go fuck yourself. All right. Good luck, sir. All right, boyfriend hates my armpit hair. Well, yeah. All right, hi, Bill. Love, would you like it if he started to have tits? I mean, that's just how it is in the West. You're not supposed to have armpit no, Having armpit hair was something that is just, it's, it's not mainstream. You're going a little punk rock here. I remember when they did the German version of 99 Luftballons, when she put her hands, she put her fucking arms up, we all went, ah! All right. Hi, Bill. Love your podcast. My boyfriend and I listen to it together, and I'm sure he'll be thrilled if this makes it on uh, despite the topic. He doesn't like that I don't shave my armpit hair and constantly comments on it. To clear a couple things up, I'm not doing it because I identify as a hippie 
or I'm taking a counterculture stance. I just never like shaving in general. Oh, so you're like a bum. At least if you were fucking attached to some ideology, I would get it. How come guys don't have to do it, but we have to? I get that. You just some. How would you like if you just sat around fucking all unshaven, looking like fucking Bluto on, on, on Popeye? Listen, this is what I think, all right? I think if, like, you know, the person you're banging is turned off by something, you should make a fucking effort. All right, obviously, if they go, your tit's too small, you don't, you can tell them to go fuck themselves, okay? You need a nose job, tell them to go fuck themselves. But, like, you know, if, if I was doing something or, you know, whatever the fuck I was doing, the, the person I was with saying, hey, that kind of turns me off, I'd be like, I, I got it, I got it. Shaving my armpit hair, whatever the fuck I got to do. <laughs> anyway, he says it's weird and he notices it often when I wear a sleeveless shirt and we're around people. Yeah. Yeah, you're wearing a sleeveless shirt. You're being a douche. You know he doesn't like it and then you're flaunting it. You're fucking a man. You're, you're like fucking making him look like a jerk. I don't see why it matters. Most guys have hair there. Why can't I? You passive-aggressive little so-and-so. There's your ideology right there. Just come out and say it. I have good hygiene. I don't smell. Well, listen, first of all, you're, you're applying, you're saying all of this. All right. Good hygiene and you don't smell. That's not you don't make that decision. The people around you tell you that. How the fuck would you know if you don't smell? You're in the eye of the fucking hurricane. Anyways, and it doesn't affect anyone other than their supposedly emotional recreations uh, reactions. Sorry. Doesn't affect anyone other than their supposedly emotional reactions to body hair. To me, it seems to bother him because it goes against what he saw growing up since most women in the U.S. chose to shave. Listen, you are 100% doing the feminist thing here. Most guys have hair there. Why can't I? And you're just reacting this way because Western society has told you this. So don't say that you're not, you're, you're, you're doing this for feminist fucking reasons. I'm not saying you're a hardcore feminist. I'm not saying you're a douche. I'm not saying you're wrong. But you are doing this for a fucking reason. Um, my question is, is why do most men find this to be weird or even repulsive? Thanks for reading. If you read it, that's it. Go fuck yourself. I would say the same reason why most women find man tits repulsive. It's like, why can't I have tits? You have tits. There's just certain things that are, um, you know, this is, this is what uh, I'll, I'll try to do this as nicely as possible. The error in progressive thought is they, they had this thing is like, what is normal? There is no normal. It's like, yeah, there is. There is a normal. And all of these super progressive people also have a normal. Or else you would walk around and you would never be uncomfortable. If I walk down this, my driveway and I see a fucking bear in my driveway, that's not normal. But I could argue it is normal. I'm outside. Bears live outside. I'm not used to seeing a bear in my fucking driveway. Now, if I get uncomfortable, does that mean I fucking hate bears? Sweetheart, you got a fucking goddamn den of bears under your fucking armpits. You're freaking them out. 
Listen, it's, it's all how you grew up, okay? If you grew up and women had hair under their arms, no, it wouldn't bug you. But, but we didn't, so it becomes weird. There's societies in the, like, there's like things where guys walk down the street holding their hands. We don't do that here. I could never do that to my, with my, another one of my guy friends. I, I, I didn't know what the, I didn't know what would happen to our friendship. We can never talk to each other again. All right, but here's the deal. As much as you're probably judging me now, if it was reversed and it was another country of doing it, progressive people would be like, well, you have to respect their culture. Um, so here's the thing. You can have hair under your fucking arms. You have every right to have hair under your arms. And he has every right to be fucking grossed out by it. And I think he's being a great fucking guy tolerating it. Yes, tolerating it. He's putting up with this thing. And that's what you do in a relationship. You tolerate, if you really like somebody, is you put up with their bullshit. And your bullshit is, you know, you got fucking, you got Kevin McHale's fucking arm hip, armpit hair. Um, I don't, there is nothing wrong for a guy to be repulsed by arm, by armpit hair any more than uh, if a woman is repulsed by something that a guy does. You can't help how you're fucking wired. And this whole fucking thing, you know, they've been doing this thing where like, well, what is beauty? What, what is, you know, it's like I, if Madison Avenue has been the, the people telling us what beauty is. Shut the fuck up. You know, you know what a good looking person looks like. And you know what a, a fucking fucked up looking person looks like. Okay. Because th- th- that whole fucking shit that, that feminists argue about beauty. Notice they don't really argue it for men. They only argue it for women. Okay. They want to eat cookies and fucking be on billboards. That's what they want to do. They, they, they want to they they be just in the fucking express lane their whole life and fucking not have to do anything. Um. And then meanwhile, we have to continue to do all of our shit. You know what I mean? I mean, did you ever see like, a, I don't know, is there any sort of male movement out there to be like going like, what is with all of these fucking things on TV about, you know, what's wrong with an older man not being able to get his dick hard anymore? I mean, everything on there is you got to have abs, your dick's got to be fucking saluting the flag, and you got to have a fucking lion's mane of hair. Every fucking thing in, on there has it. Who gives a shit? It is what it is. So here's the deal. Uh, your boyfriend hates your armpit hair. Um, you know, I got to be honest with you. If, if, if my wife had a problem with something that I could correct physically without any sort of major surgery, I, I would do it for her. I wouldn't have a fucking problem with it. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a fucking deal. I don't even think you have to be a jerk about it. I don't think you even have to shave your fucking armpits. You don't have to be. But two things you need to do. You need to own up to the fact that you're doing it for a fucking reason. Um, if you were honest with him that, then he could have an honest conversation with you because you're trying to act like, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not being like a hippie or a counterculture person. You, 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 you are, which is totally fine. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, it's, I will say this. It's not as gross to me as it used to be. It's a little more uh, mainstream, I would say. But like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you something that I never fucking, the completely shaved fucking beaver it's just like uh, i'm trying to be with a woman here <laughs> fucking that, that 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 is always fucking creep me out just creeps me out all right um fucking creeps me out so i i you know i don't know and i did i ever say i don't think i ever said anything uh i i passively aggressive 
what do you think? I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty intense. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like being in the crowd. I don't need to be that far backstage. <laughs> All right, underrated. Small town stories. Uh, hey, Billy Crimson Crotch. I like that one. Roll Tide. Uh, have you seen the new documentary movie Tread yet on Netflix? It's awesome. It's about an old school welder um, that lives in a small town in Colorado called uh, Granby in the 1990s and early 2000s. He opened a welding shop in town and pretty much welded everything for everybody. Anyway, I'm definitely going to watch this because I'm fascinated with welding. Uh, he caught up in he got caught up in some drama with the old boys club of small town politics, and his neighbor and town board turned against him, stating and started fucking with his shop and way of life. I don't know. You're gonna ruin it here. I'm not gonna read anything else. I'm gonna read this shit. Uh, Tread T R E A D on Netflix. I believe I will be watching that tonight. I mean, how do you not watch a documentary on welding? How do you not? Well, easily. You get involved in all these playoffs. Well, guess what I have time for? I have time right now to watch the end of the St. Louis Blues uh, game, and then I'm going to watch the fucking... Um, I'm going to watch the uh, what are the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I have to root for them, but I also love the Columbus Blue Jackets. I, I really like both of those teams, but, you know, Toronto has been waiting forever, so uh, I don't know. We shall see what happens. Anyways... Anyway, that is the uh, the podcast, everybody. Uh, you and your armpit hair or your lack of armpit hair. Have a great fucking time. What a fucking... I, I, I hate passive-aggressive shit, okay? What? I'm not doing it because of this. And then you say why you're doing it, and then you're wearing tank tops out in front of his friends, okay? Uh, you know what you're doing. You're putting your statement out there, and then you're trying to get, well, what if I didn't... What if I don't shave my armpits? Would you have a problem with that? You're just starting shit. You know what you're doing, all right? You're just not as good at it as you think you are. Um, Having said that, um, you know, I would not kick any woman out of bed that had armpit hair. I would not do that if they were fucking nice enough to want to fuck me. There, I said it. Okay, there you go. God bless everybody. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday.